stuff. Welcome to a surprise episode 124 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, it's a little bit of a different angle. It's a it's a two-for-one show, one of whom is Nick Lettuce, who has a brand new podcast for kids and families coming out called the Nick Lettuce Clubhouse. That's a little more kid-centric. And then... Joel Salvino, who you may have heard on Good Stuff Sports number 14, talking about the Wild West Trail. Well, after we got off the air and started talking to each other, I found out he is an expert on Bitcoin, and I know nothing about Bitcoin. So you get to hear Joel try to explain Bitcoin to me. Does that sound fun? Yeah, it does. Here is me and Joel talking about Bitcoin, followed by Nick Lettuce introducing us to the Nick Lettuce Clubhouse podcast. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good enough, good stuff. No can't get enough, good stuff. I can't get enough, good stuff. No can't get enough, good stuff. Joel, welcome back to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you? Doing good. Good to be back. Good. I'm glad to have you back. We talked a lot the last time about uh, something that you love, which is the the Wild West Trail and hiking and backpacking. And and then once we we got off the phone or as we were getting off, you sort of dropped this little nugget on me of of uh, of this area of knowledge that you have. And you you told me that you could help me understand something. You remember this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was it was Bitcoin and crypto. Currency. Yes, Bitcoin cryptocurrency. You know a lot about it. Yes, yes. I uh, I do some freelance writing. Uh, I'm a speculator myself, and uh, I got into it, uh, you know, for libertarian principles. Um, you know, the ideology around freedom and and just the the idea to have transactions without banks involved. Okay. I thought I wanted to control my own value. Okay. So you just done a lot of things, and. I told you just a second ago, I know nothing about Bitcoin. I just know it's just like a moderate big deal right now. So, Joel, let's let's rewind all the way back like you're like you're going to teach me right now. You are my teacher. What is I guess this is probably a two-parter way to start. What is Bitcoin and like what is cryptocurrency? Please, please tell yeah. me. Yes, yes. So, Bitcoin is a form of cryptocurrency. It was the first one. Um, and what it is, it's a method of value transaction without a third-party intermediary. So right now, if you wanted to send money from your bank to, to me, or if you wanted to buy a product on the internet, there needs to be some third party that you trust that's involved. So bank to bank, the bank is obviously the third-party intermediary. PayPal uh-huh. is a big third-party intermediary on the internet. They, they go between banks and credit cards. Right. What Bitcoin allows for is me transferring money to you directly to you, uh, and we don't have to, and, and you don't have to trust me, right? Uh-huh. You don't have to trust that I'm gonna pay you because it just shows up. And, and the way this happens is that everybody on the Bitcoin network. Okay, so let's back this up. So the, <laughs> oh, man, okay. <laughs> okay, so so the so you have to understand the principles behind Bitcoin is the ability to basically give money to someone without third party involved okay so we got that down and that's where the value is right is that nobody can control your money 
Okay. Uh, and so it, it gained prominence in the, this libertarian wing of the internet, and, and especially on the dark web, it, it got a lot of um, notoriety, we can call it, because you could, you could buy anything you wanted with it because nobody was able to track it or control it. Okay. Okay, so okay. That, is, that is the value and the principle. How it works is so what they called miners, uh, all they're doing is running servers. And on these servers, um, they are putting together the algorithm. And all, all that means is that every transaction in the Bitcoin network builds upon itself. So uh, that's why it's called blockchain technology. It's another uh, term that, that you might have heard. Uh-huh. So I, I give you one Bitcoin. You give that Bitcoin to your friend. Those three transactions are put onto the blockchain ledger, um, and it's immutable, which means you can't hack it. You can't change it, um, and the reason why you can't change it is just because of how much computing power it takes. So the computers building these networks use, uh, it's called brute force hacking techniques, Man. and all thing is guessing every single possible answer to the uh, to the next number sequence in the algorithm that will combine those two transactions, okay. and that's what miners are doing. They're running hardware, computers, and electricity in time, just brute force hacking this network, building it, uh, and that is where the power of the network comes from. Does did I lose you anywhere with that? Well, yeah, many places, but that's okay. We're gonna get there. So, so, so could you? essentially be be a uh, a miner um yes uh-huh. but i would need so the older and the bigger the network gets the harder it is uh to find the next number sequence the harder it is to make a next block on the chain okay so is there a central i mean do you even this might be an unknown but is there like a central bitcoin server somewhere is it in like the hills of uh, yeah. Iowa somewhere underground or something. Is that a known thing? Right. So you bring up a good point though. Even the word centralized, uh-huh. it's a decentralized system. Uh-huh. So there's multiple different miners who are all running the same program. Okay. And so that's what makes the network so powerful. So let's take a look at the internet. Yeah. The internet uses, so websites are applications built on top of the internet protocol and the internet is a series of servers um, Comcast runs a bunch of servers, Verizon runs a bunch of servers, Google runs a huge amount of servers, Facebook runs a huge amount of servers. So these are centralized companies. All your information at Google is stored on your Google servers. Right. And so when the servers connect, we have the internet. What makes Bitcoin so different is that any private individual can run a server, host the network, mine it, get rewarded for hosting the network with Bitcoin rewards. Uh-huh. And so now we have a network similar to the internet, it's connected with the same fiber optic cables as the internet, but the servers are you know, the, the thousands of servers all across the world. So if somebody wanted to attack the Bitcoin network, shut down, you know, they'll try to shut down a server here, maybe 15, 20 servers there. Let's say China loses all electricity. The uh-huh. Bitcoin network is still operational because these servers are all over the world. Got it. Okay. So... Okay. <laughs> this is a lot. Like, do you feel like this is a lot or you just like totally get this? It's it, it is a lot. I'm I'm trying. I'm really going to the technology side of things right, because I sure. want people to understand that you can trust crypto because, especially Bitcoin, it's built with real electricity, real electric uh, p- uh, hardware, uh-huh. and it's built with real people. Uh-huh. So there's 
real world value in the network. It's not just online. Got it. It, it there's a lot of power going into okay. it. Okay. So th- okay, so you mentioned electricity a couple times and I actually think I just read an article that people are um and you'll have to remind me of like who what the term is for these folks, but people are going to Canada. I think it was because electricity is cheaper than it is in the States and to keep their operation up and running, uh, to, to go to where the cheaper electricity is, is a big draw for people who are into this. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I believe Northern Quebec, they have a lot of hydroelectric up there. So it's clean, it's renewable, it's cheap. There's no people that live up there. Uh-huh. And so that's where these, these miners that they have to, so the network gets harder to build. So you have to run more and more uh, basically computers trying to uh, solve this algorithm and that takes a lot of electricity. Okay. And so the, the more the larger the network gets, the more electricity it will absorb and it will take to keep all the computers working. Got this it. is this is called proof of work algorithm. And proof of work is really stable. It uses a lot of electricity, sure, but it's really hard to break because there's because the only way you could break the block uh, the Bitcoin blockchain would be to copy it. And the only way to copy the Bitcoin blockchain would be to redo every single transaction on it, which there's all, all the computers that, are, that could be running transactions are already running the Bitcoin network. So there's not enough computers in the world to to break this network at this point in time. Okay, cool. So there's a, there's a, a big element of security and a, and a big element of like, I mean, this is not off the grid per se, right? Because if you're off the grid, that means like you don't use electricity, you don't use water, you don't have, you know, like you you don't do things like that. So this is an effort to uh, privatize, I guess, or individualize Mm -hmm. the transaction of funds. Now, let me, so can, can we make a comparison to, and this is mostly peer to peer, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's, it's peer to peer. Okay. Theoretically, pay your employees with it if you wanted to. Right. But yeah. Okay. So peer to peer, and the way that I understand peer to peer is, and I'm gonna, um, you know, be honest and say the way that I understand peer to peer is like through something like the Pirate Bay or BitTorrent. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and BitTorrent, I guess the the bit like the you know Bitcoin BitTorrent is, is there a similarity in how the technology works? Because that'll help me understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. So right, you, you want to seed files, right? So yeah. in order to seed files, you have to have the files open on your computer and you have to be part of the network. Right. That is extremely similar to how miners operate on the Bitcoin network. And there's other cryptocurrencies that are very similar to torrents. They use a different kind of algorithm. We don't have to get into that. Okay. But yeah, you can think of it you can think of it exactly like torrenting. And even Pirate Bay has a decentralized server base, right? Right. Because they all used to be what, up in Sweden, all yeah. their servers. Right. And now they shut those down, but it's still up because they've they've created a bunch of servers all over the world. They're all hosting this network, so if some get shut down, it's still up. And then Cedars are really the ones maintaining the network. So now there's a bunch of private individuals all Sharing parts of music, parts of uh, movies, uh-huh. and the whole world can can combine. It's 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 an extremely similar concept. Okay, so that that helps. Yeah, that helps my understanding. Okay, yeah. so now let's let's imagine. Here I am. I'm I'm intrigued with Bitcoin because I've heard about it a lot in the news lately. Mm-hmm. How do I start? Yeah. So the easiest way to start, uh, either it depends. You can go to Coinbase.com. Put in your credit card number and buy $200 worth of Bitcoin. You can do it right now uh-huh. if you want to. 
Now, Coinbase takes a percentage of, of a transaction fee, and they make you set it up with your social security number so the government can see you buying it. You could theoretically get taxed on it. But that's the easiest way to do it. Totally right. above board, totally legal, all that good stuff. <laughs> Let's stick with legal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coinbase.com. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so I go to Coinbase.com. Now, you said $200 to buy some Bitcoin, but I'm not like buying it. Uh, that would actually be, if I'm not mistaken, based on what you and I talked about in the past, that's not a, a full Bitcoin, right? That's like a part of something. Is that right? right? It would be a percentage. It, uh, Bitcoin's around seven, we're around 8,000 right now. So whatever, what is that point? It might be like 0.02. Um, so it would be a, a percentage of the Bitcoin. Okay. And so you can break Bitcoin down uh, just like you can break dollars into cents. You bake bitcoins into satoshis, and there's a number of satoshis inside the bitcoin. And the satoshi is just uh, is a fancy way of saying a decimal per- uh-huh. a percentage of the bitcoin. Right. You're buying a you're buying a piece. So it like I guess in a way, right? So th- this makes sense in my mind. Tell me if I'm right. There mm-hmm. is a I buy a, a a piece of it, right? And and right now it's valued at like eight thousand. And yep. so I buy it, I buy $200 worth, right? And then, so it's like an investment in a way if I mm-hmm. hold it, right? Because then if the value of, of the, what I buy, Bitcoin, goes up, you know, and, and in the news recently it was over 10000 So then my $200 investment goes up by the percentage that the overall value of Bitcoin goes up. Yeah? Um. Yes, if you compare it to USD. So if you're if you're buying Bitcoin to compare it to fiat currency, uh-huh. yeah, they don't go up and down. Uh, if you want to cash out for dollars, however, if you just buy Bitcoin for the Satoshi value, it's going to stay the same. Got it. Okay, right. okay, I think I understand that now. Okay, so I have my my Bitcoin. I go to Bit. What was it? Bit Bitcoin. Coinbase. Okay. Um, yeah. Coinbase.com. Now, do I have to have a wallet? Um, you don't need a wallet. Coinbase.com will actually give you uh, a wallet on their servers. So okay. when you create an account, you'll have a, big, uh, a Coinbase wallet. You set it up super easy. It's all stored on the cloud, which is their private servers. Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, $200 worth of Bitcoin, it might cost you more in transaction fees to get it onto your own wallet if you're planning to just flip it pretty quickly. Uh-huh. You might as well leave it on there. But if you did want a wallet... Highly recommend getting a wallet, storing it on your laptop. Okay. Uh, maybe even if you have a, a, an extra laptop laying around the house you don't use a lot, use it on one that you can keep private. Okay. Um, setting up a wallet is super easy. It looks complicated. I use Exodus. Uh-huh. It's the Exodus wallet. You can just Google Exodus wallet. Super user-friendly. The UI is amazing on it. It's free, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, they just take a percentage of your transactions to put it into the wallet. Um but it's it's very small. But it's and, and it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Now, if you're going to put a couple thousand dollars into Bitcoin, I recommend pulling it off and, and, and storing it on your own computer. And um, right now, Coinbase is above the board. But if the IRS ever decides to shut down their servers, you lose all of your Bitcoins. And if they get hacked, which has happened in the past, a lot of these centralized exchanges do get hacked. Uh-huh. You will lose your investment. They, it will get stolen. Okay. So the, this way to do it is to have a wallet. Okay. So I think we are on the verge of me understanding what's happening here. So you, you mentioned just now, um, the idea of flipping it, the Mm. idea of flipping Bitcoin. So here, here we are, 
flip some Bitcoin for me. Walk me through it. Yeah, so you're on Coinbase. You buy Bitcoin. And say you buy it at 8200 bucks worth. Let's say it doubles, right, just so we can do the math. It goes up to 16000 which oh it's already done it, so it could definitely do it again. Uh-huh. So now you have $400 worth of Bitcoin. And if you want to cash out, you can just sell it right there on Coinbase, and now they give you 400 bucks USD. Right. And now, right. And now, okay, so that, I'm in. Now tell yeah. me, there's the, the T word, ta, to, like if you buy a little bit, it's called, uh, oh, we, you just said it like eight times. Ta. Uh, what, are we, what are we, trading? No, it's like, like a, a word that I'd never heard before. Taoino, taomin. <laughs> so it's like I buy two hundred dollars worth. I'm buying a piece of Bitcoin, or I'm buying what? Say again. The satoshis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So absolutely nothing like what I was just sounding out. Right. Okay, right. so I can't flip a satoshi. Right. So the only way to grow your satoshi value would be to uh, well, you could grow it in that you sell it for for USD, but then well. So there's other cryptocurrencies you can trade, just like the stock market has a bunch of different stocks. Yeah. There are hundreds of cryptocurrencies that have stocks. Right. So you could buy $200 worth of Bitcoin, it's worth however many Satoshis that is, and then you buy a coin that's worth less, but that uh-huh. coin goes up in value 500%. Now you just increase the amount of Satoshis you own, and now you can flip it back to Bitcoin, and uh-huh. now you have more Bitcoin than when you started with. And that's really where the value is in Bitcoin. It, it's an intermediary. It's a, a storage of value for this cryptocurrency uh, mania right now. It's really right. sweeping the world. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. And you mentioned there's a lot of different kinds. I know that there's Bitcoin, which is like the, the big one. And then yep. you actually introduced me to something called Litecoin, which you said would be sort of a good beginner's point. What are yeah. like just, – just name drop a couple other ones that people could yes. check out if they wanted. Yeah, so I like to call them the blue chip tokens. Uh, Litecoin's a good one. Uh, transactions are faster than Bitcoin and cheaper. Ethereum's really exciting because you can have ICOs. So when a company has an IPO, they go public on the New York Stock Exchange and they make a bunch of money. ICOs are similar, but a company only needs an idea and people can invest in it. And you can buy company tokens on the Ethereum blockchain. Oh, so wow. Ethereum's a good investment because other people are using it for other purposes. Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, Monero is a personal favorite of mine. It's it's basically dark web cash, completely untraceable, um, <laughs> and there's a lot of real world use in that. Uh-huh. Uh, so th- that that val- that's always going to hold value. Um, so th- those are really my big ones. I would say are, are smart investments. Uh-huh. Uh, right away, okay. a couple bucks here and there. Play Great. With it. We're not going to get into dark web because I'm I'm not sure I'm ready to open that up. But no, this is this is not the right podcast. <laughs> no, this is not. <laughs> Okay, but you know what this is the right podcast for is I've heard that there are tons and tons of sort of unclaimed, unused, lost Bitcoin in the world. Tell me the story. Yeah, so um, I get so so a lot of unused lost Bitcoin would be someone puts it on their wallet, on their computer. Maybe they're a teenager, 16 years old. They they put 200 bucks back when it was worth like $10. Everyone story it's crazy yeah but say a teenager he has he has a hundred bitcoins on his computer but so the wallets are encrypted you need the password to get into it if you don't have the password you can't get into your wallet there's no way you're going to brute force hack this thing and there's and you can't be like oh click the button lost my password and then you get emailed a hint or something doesn't work like that doesn't work like that if you forget your password and your login phrase then that's it man it's gone it's in the black hole uh and then, of course, if a, if a police officer, you know, takes your computer, 
and then and, and then it's in you know that's gone. Or if your computer gets destroyed in a fire or flood, uh-huh. and all everything was on the hard drive, it's still on the blockchain, so it still exists. Yeah. But if you have no way to access your wallet, then you know you're you're uh, SOL. Yeah. Which means sorrily out of luck. Out of, out of luck. Um, so, but th- it does bring up an interesting question in the future with quantum computers. If they ever do get them off the ground, I see no reason why they can't be treasure hunters, following the blockchain on, for transactions, and then finding these computers with old encrypted wallets on it, or maybe even discovering a way to to get into the the blockchain with enough computing power to extract bitcoins that have been forgotten about wow that's that's some cool futuristic you know yeah or yeah that's that's some like legitimate hacking that's happening yeah. um wow okay so there, there's a lot going on here and i think that you've laid it out really nicely and i think that you know like everything good in life if you really are interested you can you can go and, and do some learning on your own about it you've certainly given us the tools and where to start so if uh if you were to give advice, one piece of advice, knowing that the Bitcoin market is like high as it's been, or maybe not quite as high as it's been, it's it's in a dip right now. It's in a now dip. Is the time to buy, right? It's, now is not. Now is the time to buy. You said. Yeah, it's low, low, low. Yeah, okay, so so your your advice would be if it's below ten thousand, it's probably yeah. the time to buy. Yeah, it's 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 dipping below eight thousand at the time. It could go lower. Uh, the overall market cap is really low, low it's been in a while. Uh, but yeah, my advice would be buy, do your research, buy some stuff, and just wa- don't don't put in a bunch of money that you could lose because I mean it could go to zero tomorrow. Let's right. be real. Right. Um, so just watch it and play with it and research it. And once you feel comfortable, when you can start reading the market a little bit, then you put in some more money. Then you get into some of the altcoins. Altcoin just means cryptocurrency. It's not Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And then, then you can you can buy. You know, if that, some of these altcoins are worth less than a penny. You can buy ten thousand of them with the hopes that maybe they go up to a dollar one day. Yeah, oh, so that would be. That's it's a, like penny stocks, right? right. And then, yeah. Then you then, then you don't have to double your money three times. You're a billionaire if you do it right. So, Ooh. are there any <laughs> are there any Bitcoin billionaires out there for real at I, this point? I think there are. There's definitely crypto millionaires. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think there are some billionaires as well. They right. got in our and they yeah. just they just figured out how to play the game pretty early and did a good yeah. job with it. Wow. Okay. So the value in the technology they invested in it and yeah. it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am I'm very impressed with uh, with your knowledge of this. You know, and and as someone who um, you know when we originally talked, it was all about like connecting with the earth and being outside like you can really like you really know your stuff about this like pretty high end high level technology stuff joel you're a very well-rounded person i'm very impressed thank you thank you i enjoy talking about it (laughs) yeah totally well okay so as we said before um once you finish your your long journey we're going to get back together so we can hear some highlights and then maybe we'll uh take the next step in the bitcoin journey together with you as my guru Absolutely, absolutely. To the moon, we (laughs) like to say. To to the moon, totally. All right, well, thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Good stuff. I'd like to welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast my sort of old, sort of new buddy, Nick Lettuce. Nick, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. So I say you're my new old buddy because we started talking with each other, I think, almost a year ago um, because you had mentioned you were doing some 
kids stuff and I reached out and then we started talking. We have some things in common, which we'll get to later. But uh, t- just let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm Nick Lettuce. Uh, I'm from the UK, as you can tell. Um, and last year, when we first started talking, I was studying radio production at university, uh, doing a master's. Um, and one of my particular passions is making content for kids, for radio and, and podcasts. So I created a show called The Nick Letters Club, which was a one-off show. Um, but since then, I've had this huge, huge kind of passion to make it something bigger. And, and that's what I'm doing. So The Nick Letters Clubhouse, right? That's the name of the show? That's the name of the show. Okay. So what's, give us an overview. What can we expect? Well, it'll be a monthly 20-minute or so podcast. Uh, It features myself, Nick Lettuce, and my co-host and second-in-command in in the clubhouse, though she sometimes thinks she runs the place, uh, (laughs) who is Flo the Crow. Uh Uh-huh. So she she loves worms, Uh and she's very excitable. Um, Uh And on the show, uh, each month, we will have a special guest uh, for our first show. Um, for this month, we will have Jonathan Messenger, ah. uh, who I'm sure has been on your show before. Yeah. Uh, who creates the Space Adventures of Finn Caspian, mm-hmm. which is an amazing podcast if you've not heard it. Uh, but we will also be doing, we're going to be doing kind of sketches and telling jokes uh, and other kind of bits and bobs, really. Just things like that. Nice. Okay, so... Um... Jo- I love jokes. Like people really love jokes. Are you writing all these jokes, or are these jokes that you're finding or have have known since childhood? Uh, no, I'm I'm trying to kind of come up with with ideas. Um, Flo is very good at kind of thinking up of stuff on the on the spot, and we kind of work together and we bounce off each other quite a lot when we're recording. Uh-huh. Um, so we we do play around with some ideas. Um, we've got a really lovely Star Wars spoof. Uh, <laughs> little Star Wars spoof sketch in our in our first podcast which was hilarious to record uh-huh nice so you're, you're thinking once a month and the first episode comes out when it comes out on the 19th of April okay so we got this today's April 5th as we record and um so people have some time there's a teaser up right like a little a little taste of the show how can we find that uh yeah it's uh, there's a trailer already up so if you just search for Nick Lettuce Clubhouse on wherever you get your podcasts, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, uh, and we're on Spotify as well. Um, and our trailer's already up there, so you can go listen to that, and you can subscribe if you'd like to, uh, and then your shows will come straight to your device. Nice. What's your What's the best part about doing the show so far? Oh, the best. The best part uh, has been coming up with the ideas. Actually, it's been quite a scary. Uh, a couple of months for me trying to actually get the whole idea off the ground. But now that I'm starting to get there and try and build up um, an audience, um, and now I'm trying to come up with like the ideas for guests, and that's been quite fun. So although we've got Jonathan Messenger on the show this month, we've got some really cool ideas coming ahead. Like I desperately want to interview a pole vaulter for the show. <laughs> I'm absolutely fascinated with pole vaulting because it's such an unusual Olympic sport. Uh-huh. And people train their lives 
launching themselves with a giant stick. Yeah, so right. I really want to try and meet a pole vaulter. Right, that's a gi- one of my goals. A, not just a giant stick, like a giant bendy stick. Like that's a whole other kind of stick. Yeah, a giant bendy stick that could snap or and it's doing it's doing high jump high jump is really hard to do anyway uh-huh. and then you're making it even harder by trying to like launch yourself off a really tiny stick right and like how do you figure out that you're good at something like pole vault you know it's like oh one day i was just vaulting and all of a sudden i was like oh this is my thing right okay so anyway we won't get off on too much of a tangent about this, but <laughs> there's, I obviously am into the idea completely. Okay, so so Nick, you mentioned yes. social media, website. Tell us what those things are again so we can keep up and find you. Wonderful. So our website is nicklettuceclubhouse.com. Uh, I should note that Nick is spelled N-I-K. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we're on social media as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And they're all at Nick Lettuce C-H. Nice. Now, is there a significance to your last name being Lettuce, or has that just been your last name since you were born? Uh, well, I, I chose it as a as a kind of character name. I actually took inspiration uh, from, there's a, <laughs> it's probably quite obscure for some of your audience, but there was a British, or is a British, children's entertainer from the late 80s, early 90s called Timmy Mallet. I don't know if you've heard of him. I have not, but I have now. You have now. Uh, I would recommend looking him up. Cool. Um, he has shows called like Whack a Day and Wide Awake Club and things like that. And he carries around uh, a mallet, and plays a game called Mallet's Mallet, uh, which is very funny. And he's very funny and very silly and all this kind of stuff. But I kind of I wanted to come up with a a weird and unusual name that would sound interesting. And mm-hmm. I've got somewhere a piece of paper, A4 piece of paper that is just full of just words of what I thought could be my last name. Uh Settled on lettuce. That's great. (laughs) Good choice. Good choice. Okay. So, so Nick, um, I'm going to put, I'm going to put us both on the spot a little bit here. Um, cause not, we, we don't just have, you know, a love for kids podcasting in common and a love for, it sounds like sort of, uh, funny things in general, but we also, have bonded over the fact that we were both WWE wrestling fans. I hope it's okay to tell people that about you. Oh, no, that is perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm very excited right now. Yeah, you're excited? I'm excited too. Why are you excited? Well, because this Sunday is WrestleMania, it of course. It sure is WrestleMania, of course. Now, WrestleMania, for those that don't know, is the culmination. It's the biggest event of the year. It's got all the biggest stars it is always fun. It's always fun to watch, even for people who don't like wrestling. People who don't like wrestling watch WrestleMania, and they're like, oh, this is really fun and really cool. Anyway, Nick, there's a lot of big matches. Now, who do you think is going to walk out of WrestleMania as the Universal Champion? So, well, this match is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, that's, isn't it? That's um, the one. That's the one. Oh, I don't know. Um my gut tells me it will probably be Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. I think not. He... That doesn't get me particularly excited, no. but um I kind of hate Brock Lesnar more. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm really fed up of watching Brock Lesnar now uh-huh. and he kind of just appears every now and then and does a lot of suplexes. Yeah, and like the um, the weird the weird laughing thing. Like that's so weird. So lame. Yeah. Um yeah, okay. it's it's very strange. I will, I would say that's probably not the that's not very high on my list of excited matches. Right. So I was going to um, say, which which are you most looking forward to then? 
I am most looking forward. You know what? Um, although I feel like I should be most looking forward to the AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura match, uh-huh. which is um, a huge, huge match that's been a year in the making. Uh-huh. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to is the Intercontinental match between The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Uh-huh. It's gonna representing be this side of the pond, you know? All right. Finn Balor represents your side of the pond. That is very, very true. Now, Last wrestling-related question. Do you think yeah. The Undertaker shows up? Um, yes. <laughs> it's a very tentative yes. That was very, um, that was very tentative. Yes, it was. <laughs> I kind of... Personally, I kind of don't want him to because I don't feel like in the big build-up towards... A, ma- a match with John Cena would be amazing to watch, uh-huh. right? It's not happened in 15 years since they last fought each other. But I just feel like he should have done something by now before WrestleMania itself mm-hmm. to kind of say, yes, I am going to fight you so I can get excited about the match. Right. So I'd feel weird if he just kind of appeared. I feel like he's going to appear and not fight anyone. Oh, you think so? He will show up, but there will be no interaction. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say on the WrestleMania front as well? Of course. Um, it's this time of year, and Super Bowl as well as the other one, where I get extremely jealous that I don't live in America. Uh-huh. Because to be able to watch any of these things, it starts at midnight over here. Oh, jeez. And it's on a Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning. Right. So I'm, I'm in work on Monday morning, so I can't stay up to watch WrestleMania. Oh. Or I stay up to watch it, and then I don't sleep. Yeah, well. It's a really hard choice. Yeah, so what are you, what are you thinking for this one? Uh, well, I'm I'm going to bed. I'm okay. going <laughs> to okay. watch it in the evening on the network. Okay. Um, but right. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. Not this year. I need the whole day off the next day <laughs> <laughs> to be able to recover. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's a lot of wrestling. It's like seven hours if you were in it from like the pre-show all the way through. But that is it's uh, a huge commitment to, a huge to watch commitment. something like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, Nick, I think we'll have to get back together after the show and see if. Uh, see if you were right or if our thoughts were aligned and correct. But mostly, check out Nick Lettuce Clubhouse. Nick, thanks for making the time. I know it's late where you are. We'll let you get to bed. Thank you very much. Cheers. All right. All right. So there you have it. Joel teaching me about Bitcoin. Still don't get it. Not even a little bit. But that's all right. Maybe you got it. But it was cool to learn about and it was nice to talk to Joel again and he's about to go off the grid he told me because he's about to go on his big backpacking trip so we're, we're going to talk to him again when he's when he's home at some point you know I, I can't wait because he's probably going to have some amazing stories and thanks to Nick from Nick Lettuce Clubhouse brand new podcast for kids you should check it out just google it Nick Lettuce Clubhouse and if you're going to be watching WrestleMania like Nick and I, then uh, that's great. And own it because it's fun. And fun is good. And it's good to have fun. And if you have fun, then I'm proud of you. And don't knock it till you try it. Because it's fun. And frustrating. All at the same time. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.
stuff.